You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. So, how many people here could say that uh, you've had a nightmare, say, within the last year? I mean, a nightmare at night in your dreams or an unpleasant dream. My goodness, only about half of us, the other half are blessed or else you need mental health intervention, I'd say. It is true, of course, some of us just never remember what happens that night. But most people know what a nightmare is, and I want to talk today about that because um, it's a new year, and I don't know about you, but every now and again when I've had a nightmare, and I don't have them that often, but I remember maybe a half a dozen times over the last ten years, I'd be having some kind of an unpleasant dream and sometime during the nightmare I realise it's not real. And when I realise it's not real, I say, I'm in a dream, I need to wake up. And for what feels like a long time, but probably is just a couple of minutes, I'm trying with all my might to wake up and then I wake up. Has that ever happened to anyone? Okay, I thought I was unique. Wow, okay. You are I know, I know. Well, you know what? It's that transition where you're having a nightmare and then you suddenly realize, I'm asleep, I need to wake up. I want to speak into that transition into your life today because I think spiritually, you and I, sometimes can fall asleep as Christians. And the best thing that can happen is that we become self-aware of that. So that's what I'm going to talk about today because it's so important uh, that we realize New Year Awakening is all about becoming aware of that. Let me tell you something that happened in history. A thing called the Great Awakening. And this is something that happens all over many parts of the world, all over Europe, America, uh, Africa, many other places, a couple of hundred years ago. And what happened is not only did millions of people become born again, come to know Jesus, millions of Christians woke up. It happened here in Cork when... The brother of John Wesley, Charles Wesley, who wrote fantastic hymns, called a prayer meeting when he visited here. And he did it over in what is now the Mercy Hospital, about five minutes walk away. Back then it was known as the Mansion House, it was like the City Hall. And in Glanville Place outside there, about one in four people in the city went and knelt on their knees and prayed. Such was the power of the Holy Spirit. And so many thousands of them here in Cork testified that something spiritually began to awaken in them. And you see, many of them would have known to a degree the Bible, both believer and non-believer. Many of them would have heard testimonies or remembered their own testimonies from years ago of what God did in their lives. And many of them, of course, would also have had experienced church. 
And that was the dry kindling. Just think if you're camping and you're trying to, to light a fire. You're going to have some paper and wood and so on. That was the dry kindling. But you know what? It took the spark of the Holy Spirit to marry with that dry kindling for the great awakening to happen. And when it did, it changed the world. It changed individual lives, but it changed the world. Any residue of slavery was totally finished with this. Huge reforms looking after children, education, feeding the poor. It was revolutionary. The world really was turned upside down. A bit like what happened when the Jesus movement started in the New Testament. And it all began with an awakening. And an awakening that I think many of us need, and I need, begins by becoming self-aware that actually we're half asleep. I'm going to speak today from Isaiah 52. Mike has already um, quoted from this chapter. I didn't realize that I'm in another part of the chapter. Isn't that the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Hallelujah. You're probably saying, the two of them are thick as teas. <laughs> the two of them are sharing. No, we weren't, you know. We never said anything about it. I'm going to share a short scripture. It's only a couple of verses. And you know, I love it because this scripture holds a place in my heart. Why? When I became a Christian for the first year and a half, I would have met maybe 60 people who were born again. A bunch of us came to know the Lord in a little house church and we had met one or two other Christians in other little house groups here in Cork and that was it. And then, I think it was the summer of 1981, um, maybe about a year after I became a Christian, we decided we were going to go to a Christian conference. And I remember a bunch of us got our cars, so I was like age 20. And back then, if you were 20, of course you had a car, you know, whatever. But we, we got our cars and we just went a couple of minutes over here to Tivoli. And back then, there was a car ferry called the Innisfallen. Does anyone here remember the Innisfallen? Yes. Okay, some of the people from back then do. The Innisfallen was a daily car ferry uh, linking Cork to Swansea. And we went on board, and I can remember Dennis Fitzgibbon down there. You were with us, Dennis. Uh, I remember John Bozang, Moira Lenhin, uh, obviously Denise and myself and, and a whole load of others. And we went across to a conference in England called Dale's Bible Week. And I went from having known about 60 Christians to going into a gathering with between 10 and 12,000 people. And I'll never forget it because when we got in there it was a little bit late and about 10,000 people were singing in the spirit, singing in tongues. And even though there was about 10,000 people singing in this huge auditorium, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. Such was the, the harmony. And then they started a song. And the song was called... Before you do the song, before you do the song. <laughs> Wasn't it working? It was cracking. Okay. And the song was called Awake, O Zion. Awake, awake, O Zion. Do you remember that, Denise? Yes, Dennis, do you remember that song? Few people are nodding their heads. Newly, you remember it. Awake, awake, O Zion. Come clothe yourself with strength. So I'm going to read that. It's just based on scripture. It holds a place in my heart. May God be with us as we read his word. Amen. Amen. Awake, awake, O Zion, Isaiah wrote. Come clothe yourself with strength. 
Put on your splendid garments, O Jerusalem. Shake off your dust and rise up. Free yourself from your chains, O captive in Zion. For this is what the Lord says to you. Now, let me pause and give you a little bit of theology. Are you okay with that? A little bit of doctrine. Then just to step back before we dive into it, there are actually three awakes going on here theologically. The first awake, if you read into it, is God is saying there's a new move happening. God, by his spirit, back then, was saying, I'm going to move in a new way. And Isaiah, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, wrote it. But of course it's recorded in the canon of scripture for you and me today. And do you think God still speaks to us through the Bible? Yes. yes. Okay, about three people believe that. Do you know what? You wouldn't be in a Christian church unless I think you believe this. So the first awake was wake up to the new move of God. The second awake, and this is very important on the first Sunday of the new year, is God was saying throughout the whole of Isaiah 52, you bought judgment on yourself in the past. You messed up there. You sinned there. You didn't do what you should have done there. And you know that trouble that you were in? A lot of that was your own doing. And part of the waking up was that we, or they, I think it's still true for us today, take on board in our hearts the fact that, you know what, last year I did make mistakes. I did sin. I did do wrong. And some of that trouble in my relationships, with my health, with my finances, with study, whatever it is, I bought on myself. And you know what a really mature Christian will do? You'll admit it, and you'll own it, and you'll ask God to forgive you. Do you think that's fair? Yes. Do you think that's biblical? Yes. Now, I'm sure most of you have already dealt with it, but just perhaps there's one or two here who haven't done it. I'm going to ask everyone to stand on the first Sunday of the new year. Come on, nobody's going to trip you up here. And I'm just going to say a prayer. I'm going to ask that you close your eyes. We're going to pray. You can lift your hands if you want and ask God to forgive us for any mess we made last year so that we wake up and own our own mistakes because we can't move forward unless we rectify what happened in the past. Heavenly Father, we stand here in this church building before you, not before man. And we acknowledge, oh God, that we have made mistakes in 2021. We've sinned, we've said stuff we shouldn't have said, we didn't do what we should do, we were self-centered, whatever it was. God, we own it. Will you say amen? Amen. And Lord, we pray that your incredible mercy and your amazing grace and the blood of Calvary would wash us clean. We will not be in denial about our own weaknesses. We take it on the chin. We own it. But we also revel and rejoice in the fact that this is a new year, this is a new day, and your mercies are new every morning. Thank you for that reality, Lord. In Jesus' name, God's people said. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats. So the people of God in ancient Israel owned what they had done wrong. 
And when God saw that owning, that maturity, that taking it on the chin, then the third awake was what we just read. It was a new promise that was full of strength. And what does awake mean, just in case English isn't your first language? It means wake up. The time of sleep is over. It's a new day. It's a new promise. And for us, it's a new year. Hallelujah. He's a God of new beginnings. You cannot read the Bible and not see that the God we worship is a God of new beginnings. He is always, he's the God of the second chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says in verse 1, come clothe yourself with strength. What does that mean? For you and me, me, it means we can become stronger by the decisions that we make. So for example, this morning, as I look around this hall, I see everybody is clothed. Hallelujah, we're not in the first church of nudist here. We all made a choice this morning to put on our clothes, didn't we? Yes. Some of you don't know whether you did or not. Let me reassure you, you did. Now, perhaps some people spent an hour choosing what they were going to wear, like Michael, perhaps. <laughs> and more spent a second, whatever was worn all week, that will do fine. Whichever, wherever you are on that spectrum, you made a choice to put on certain items of clothing. In the same way, God is saying, and this word clothe is used right through the New Testament as well. Colossians, Paul says, clothe yourself with patience. Here he says, clothe yourself with strength. So, for example, it's cold and I'm going out. What am I going to do? I'm going to put on my coat because it's cold. So, I clothe myself so that I'm prepared to meet. I make a decision and I put on my coat. Oh look, it's raining. I, I borrowed Michael's umbrella. <laughs> so it's raining and I put on the umbrella so I won't get wet. I make a decision. Now, if you're not from Ireland, you need to hear this. There is a superstition in Ireland that if you open an umbrella indoors, you will bring bad luck on yourself. Did you ever hear that one? Yes. It's rubbish. <laughs> Hallelujah! I heard Tom got the COVID. It was because he opened the umbrella inside in the church. If I get COVID next week, it won't be because I opened the umbrella. It's because some dim bath coughed in my face. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, we are not subject to superstitions. You can walk under a ladder. You can break a mirror and not have seven years bad luck. The blood of Jesus covers us. Hallelujah. And you can open an umbrella inside in a building. And guess what? Nothing's going to happen to you. I know I look like Mary Poppins, but I don't care. It's an important message. Michael, here's your umbrella back. 
Oh look, it won't close. It's a sign. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's a sign. Now I'm getting hot here. <sighs> Do you get the message about clothing yourself? Yes. So we put on layers of clothes. We put on maybe a t-shirt, a shirt, trousers, socks, whatever it is. We make a conscious decision in the same way. You and I, spiritually, must clothe ourselves with strength. We begin to make a decision. I will read scripture. I will pray. I will not look at pornography. I am making decisions to clothe myself with strength. Amen. Amen. And this is what clothing yourself means. So in the spirit, let's make a call now for the new year. That I will clothe myself with strength. I own last year's mistakes and I now decide to clothe myself with strength so that God can use me. He goes on to say, shake off your dust. And if you look into the Hebrew, it's actually your dust, my dust. We've got to own the dust ourselves. You know, when you have a nightmare and you finally wake up from it, I don't know about you, but if it was a really uh, tough nightmare, you're going to have an emotional residue uh, in your soul for about a day after it. And for me, if I have a kind of an emotional residue, let's say someone I love in the dream died or something, I have got to say, that's a lie. It didn't happen. We have to say to the dust of last year, you know what, shake off your dust. I need to shake off last year's baggage because maybe I believed a lie. And when I have a nightmare and there's a residue, an emotional residue, I have to say, no, that was a dream. That didn't happen. Get behind me, Satan. I'm not believing that. I'm going to believe a better word. I'm going to believe for something better. You know, when I talk to people who got COVID and they were really terrified and then they fully recover, praise God. But you know what? With most people, the devil was trying to say, you're going to die. You're going to get really sick. And they had to say, you know what? No. And I know some people have, and don't get me wrong, but there's a time where we have to shake off last year's baggage and just believe God for a better word. Amen? Amen. And here he's saying, shake off your dust. I have, and this is what happens to me if I come, off, come out of a nightmare and I'm getting a feeling that day, I have to say, no, I have a better reality than that. I have a different reality than that. I have a blessed reality compared to that. I can remember I was about 23 and we were married about two years and I had a nightmare that Denise had died. And now we're what? That's 38 years later and here you are my darling. Hallelujah. I believe for a better word. Amen? Amen? Believe for a better word in your life. Because you know what? Satan will rob you of your peace. He is a thief. He is a liar. So just like in the morning, sometimes we have sleep sand in our eyes. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe everyone gets it. I get it sometimes. That's why every morning I wash my face with cold water. <laughs> no sissies here. I wash my face to make sure I don't have any sleep sand in my eyes. Why? Because I need to see for the new day. 
you and I need to see for this new year. You and I need to have vision to look to the year ahead. Otherwise, your vision and my vision will be impaired if we're not fully awake, if we've got spiritual sleep sand in our eyes, we're going to bump into stuff. Don't allow that to happen. Allow me perhaps to be one of the small areas where you can be envisioned. Have a bit of vision for your life for the new year. You and I are not just falling into the new year. God has a purpose and a destiny. And I don't care how many go, oh no, not destiny again. Yes, destiny again. You are not on the planet by chance. You are not here in Cork by chance. The Bible tells us that before creation began, God chose where everyone should live. Every geographical place. So none of us are here by chance, whether we moved here or we were born here. So we need to have a vision for our new year. What does God want with me? And a very important part of all of this is that we shake off this dust and that we see that there's a better year ahead of us. Look and see what it says in verse 2. Free yourself from your chains, you captive in Zion. Now, we very rightly often see that when someone is far from God, it's like they're in chains. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's depression. Um, Maybe it's anger. I don't know. There's all kinds of chains. But we need to also own up to the fact that even Christians can have chains. We can chain ourselves. He says here, you captives in or of Zion. What does Zion mean? Well, Zion was one of the, or is one of the hills, or mountains maybe you could call it, in the city of Jerusalem. It's where the temple was. What does it mean? It's talking to those who believe. No, you're not. We are the temple, aren't we? You and I are living stones in the new temple. The temple is no longer a physical building. The New Testament tells us God no longer dwells in buildings made with human hands or stone. He lives where? He lives among his his people. You and I, if we are born again, we've got the Holy Spirit in us. So when we gather together like this, we are the temple. We are the temple. And the temple was in Zion. And when... when, um, Isaiah is talking about you who have chains in Zion. He's speaking to us if you are a believer. Because sometimes we fall asleep on the job. We get very busy. All stuff happens and we have an old dose. And when that happens, we might get a bit of sleep sand. And we might end up going back to stuff. And we end up becoming enchained in stuff we shouldn't be enchained in. And that's why... Prophetically, Isaiah said to the people in his day, and can I submit and commit to you that perhaps God is saying it to us for the new year after a very weird two years we've all been through. Maybe we've fallen a little bit asleep and maybe it's time to begin awakening again and to awaken our souls. I love what the Prince of Preachers said, Charles Spurgeon in Victorian London, a wise old owl. Speaking of this, he said, sleepiness in a Christian is a dangerous thing. We don't care about others. We only want to be at ease and go to heaven with our friends. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Actually, that's actually what every one of us here wants, isn't it? 
We want to have a nice, easy life and go to heaven with our friends. Not, not him, like. And we don't want to see her in heaven. And not that, but just our friends, nice and cozy, nice, comfortable life. But you know, if you really are awake spiritually, it is impossible not to care about others. Who say amen? amen? It's impossible. You cannot. How do you know someone loves God? Because you love your brothers and sisters. You love others. It's impossible. If you are narcissistic, you need to repent. Who will say amen to that? If you're totally focused in on your own needs. Now I do know there are seasons in life where we are traumatized and we can only just survive and we need to focus on in ourselves. But if year after year it's just all about me, 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 there's something very wrong spiritually. What is the joy principle? Jesus first, J. Others second, O. And why purge yourself? J-O-Y. The real way you can have joy, and I can have joy in our lives, is if we put Jesus first, others second, and ourselves last. Would anyone give a loud amen to that? Amen. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. So I'm probably preaching to the choir here. Don't settle for a new year where you're just comfortable. And listen, last year, I have to confess, I got very comfortable. I was doing a whole load of work from my sofa and I had a little snooze every now and again. It was so low key. But I noticed something wasn't great in my soul. And I remember, actually that was 2020, and then when they bought in all the really heavy restrictions this time last year, I remember Mike and I said, no matter what, we're going to come in. I was coming into this building. Now, I was physically and legally allowed to because I was a minister of religion. So we could travel anywhere. So I came in and Mike came in and we did our broadcast from here. And do you know what? Even the physical thing of coming in. And I know if your health is at you, you need to be careful. I'm not putting pressure on anyone. But for me, it really helped. Yes. Physically coming in, that rhythm was good for my soul. And that's why I think I was less asleep last year than I maybe got a little bit the year before. Don't sell out for comfort or for ease. God has something greater for you. And in the midst of you following God's will in your life, do you know what? He'll bless you anyway. No, I love an extra cushion and a nice cup of coffee with a piece, bit of peace just like anyone else. But I really want the things of God in my life. And I really want to be used by God. What did the prophet Amos say? 6-1. Beware all you who are at ease in Zion. Watch out. Danger here. If that's your motivation, then perhaps you really are falling asleep. But if there's the beginning, uh, the beginning of a self-awareness in you, that, you know what, maybe I was a bit asleep. And you know, the fact that you've come here on a day like today probably suggests you're way up at the really good end of spirituality. But in any category of people, if that's us, let's remember, God warns us, don't sell out just to be comfortable. You know what happened? Jacob was a bit like that and he was kind of going his own way and he wanted God to fit in with him rather than him fit in with God. But at Bethel, the house of God, he wrote, Jacob woke up saying in Genesis 28:16, Surely God is in this place and I didn't know it. 
he had to wake up to know the presence of God. If you haven't sensed God's presence, if it's been a while since you really knew that sense that God was in the room with you, where it brought you to tears, where, where you knew that there's something supernatural close by, where all of the cares, all of the financial, educational, relational issues, whatever it is, career, health, they all fade because there's something eternal close to you. If it's been a long time since that's happened to you, maybe perhaps like Jacob, you need to wake up and say, God is in this place and I didn't know it, but now I want to know it. And what happened? Jacob's name was changed. Anyone tell me what his name was changed to? Not you, Michael. Yeah. Israel, well done. Michael didn't know it. That's the only reason why it's he woke up and he knew God is in that place. Let me come towards the conclusion of what I want to talk about today. And that is something written by the great apostle Paul, the founder of so many New Testament churches and an inspiration to all of us as we begin a whole new year. He said, awake sleeper as if from death and Christ will shine on you. Do you know that in the New Testament, sleep was a form of death? Paul often wrote elsewhere, such a person has fallen asleep. It's like their life was over. And sleep is meant to be nourishing. And there's times, let me reiterate it, just as a health warning, where we really do just need to focus on ourselves and what we need to recover. But you are not meant to sleep throughout your whole life. If someone says, I sleep 23 hours a day, what's anyone going to say to them? This is seriously wrong. Something is wrong here. You should only sleep for maybe eight hours, no more. And some of us spiritually are sleeping too long. And if we sleep too long, and you look at the New Testament, too much sleep leads to death. So God is saying, awake sleeper, as if from death, and Christ will shine on you. Hallelujah. You know what I want to pray for this new year? That Jesus Christ will shine on me. Amen. Amen. Um, last week, I opened uh, the service here on St. Stephen's Day with the scripture from the book of Acts about how Stephen, his face shone like an angel. And even his enemies could see the shine on his face. Such was the presence of God around him. I'm going to pray in just a moment that for you, anytime you go into work or school or the supermarket or home or wherever meeting your friends in this new year, that you will bring atmosphere, atmosphere with you. Because we can bring an atmosphere into a room. And you know, I don't want an atmosphere of my personality. I want an atmosphere of Jesus. We bring a Jesus atmosphere with us. And people smell it and feel it and see it in a non-verbal way. Some people think they've got to get a loudspeaker and preach scripture after scripture. You know the best way certainly in Ireland is live it. Bring Jesus with you in your demeanor. Even in your non-verbal communication. People will smell the peace of you. They'll see the authenticity in you. I want to bring Jesus with me wherever I go. I'm a broken man and I am far from perfect like all of us here. 
but such are the people that Jesus chose to use. My prayer is that 2022, you will bring the presence of Jesus with you, the atmosphere. First of all, to our families, and to those in our families who don't know him, and then we bring him to work or to school or socializing. And by the grace of God, this is the year that all that will open up really again by the looks of it. But that we will bring Jesus with us, whatever the situation that we're, we find ourselves in. So brothers and sisters, a new year awakening. Can I call up Sam and the band? I'm going to move the umbrella here out of the way. Are you ready to pray for the new year? Yes. yes. We okay with praying? Can I ask you to stand? We're going to sing a song called Awake My Soul. I just think it's so apt for the year that we're coming into and for the season that we're in. We're going to pray that God wakens our soul. If anyone is here and you have become self-aware in the last half an hour that maybe there's part of your soul is asleep, don't let that go. This is the time. This is the day to own that and to pray that you really will awaken. And even though it looks like a big mountain to climb, God will give you the power. The spark of the spirit with the dry kindling that is your soul and your history with God will set you on fire. Let's sing. Awake my soul. Sam. Breathe on me, breath of God. shame in it. I've admitted it. I think it happens to most Christians. And you say, God, in this new year, I want my soul to be fully awake. I'm owning that now. I'm going to ask you not to come up. Just lift your hand up before the Lord. Whoa, okay. It's nearly all of us. All right. So I think we've all experienced that. I'm going to pray into your life. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, come upon everyone whose hands are lifted to heaven in this hall this morning. I pray, oh Jesus, that your nail-pierced hands would touch their hands, that you would see their humility, their honesty, and their eagerness, oh God. And I lift my own as well, not to be asleep. So we pray for the new year. Awake our souls who say amen. And we pray, oh God, that we would not be in chains in Zion, but that we would be free. So right now, Lord, here we make a decision to clothe ourselves with strength, to wash 
the sleep sand out of our eyes like prayer God and envisioning of destiny of purpose into every life here that we would not stumble through the new year but that we would march forward like an army of heaven and do the purposes of God that we would see darkness roll back in our homes Rolled back in our work and school places. Rolled back in our communities. I pray, oh God, we would be the warriors. That we would have faces like lions. Oh God, would you take away any desperate need to be comfortable. And help us, oh God, not to be comfortable, but to be usable for this new year. We'll say amen. And so God, we commit ourselves to you. Even when we go home later, when we go to school or work next week, when we go anywhere, I pray we would bring a Jesus atmosphere with us. So right now, God, would you start pouring out on us your peace, your calm, your love, and your purpose into our lives. We need you, Jesus. Bless the new year ahead with your presence. Go before us. This is our prayer, and for one more time, the people of God said, Amen.